the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. The weekend is here. It's Friday, July 7th, 2023. Here's a look at the news today. Pajo donates nursing equipment to Turks and Caicos Community College. Caribbean Airlines expanding its route network. Last day of school in the United Kingdom turns from celebration into tragedy. A look at what's happening in the sporting world and your weekend weather forecast. Hello there, listeners, and welcome to the Nation Station 89.1 FM. Yes, it is me, Zoya Fassler. I do apologize that I don't sound 100%. I am still in recovery mode, but I would like to thank my colleagues at RTC, especially Nish over in Grand Turk, for keeping you up to date while I was away. On Tuesday, the 4th of July, 2023, there was a boating incident involving one of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands police maritime vessels. The incident occurred around 9 p.m. while the vessel was patrolling the west coast of Providenciales. An officer was injured and received treatment for his injuries. The Royal Turks and Caicos Islands police force wishes to assure the public this incident does not affect the police force's maritime operations. And the Department of Rehabilitation and Community Services celebrated International Probation and Parole Week from the 3rd to the 9th of July under the theme Stronger Together. This week was a time to salute and celebrate the valuable efforts of probation and parole officers across the Turks and Caicos Islands that help to supervise offenders in our community. The theme Stronger Together underscores the need to break down walls, bring people together to learn, talk and work to create a more favorable climate towards the rehabilitation of offenders in the DCI. As they celebrated International Probation and Parole Week, the aim was to highlight probation and parole officers' exceptional work to help drive positive changes in our country by providing the appropriate supervision and rehabilitative services to offenders. Probation includes correctional supervision within the community rather than prison and parole, a period of conditional supervised release from prison. The week featured several activities including an appreciation luncheon for the founder of probation services, brochure distribution and a mentor recruitment drive, staff enrichment seminar, a wellness day and an appreciation dinner. The week will climax with a church service. Everyday probation and parole officers conduct demanding but essential work to help change the trajectory of the lives of individuals entangled in the criminal justice system, both in the juvenile and adult sectors. Now, the Pan American Health Organization, or PAHO, through the Ministry of Health, has donated nursing equipment valued at $20,000 to the Turks and Caicos Islands Community College's nursing program. This donation aims to strengthen nursing education and address the shortage of nurses in the Caribbean sub-region. The equipment handover ceremony took place on Monday, July 3rd, and was attended by esteemed dignitaries, including government officials and college representatives. Minister of Health and Human Services, the Honorable Sean Malcolm, highlighted the partnership between PAHO and the government, which began in March of 2022, and the efforts to upgrade the nursing program to a bachelor's degree level. 
In July 2022, PAHO, the World Health Organization, and the South Regional Office offered the Turks and Caicos Islands the opportunity to participate in a pilot program to strengthen nursing education in the Caribbean. Honorable Malcolm emphasized the critical shortage of nurses and the need for a long-term strategy to address this issue. The Honorable Rachel Taylor, Minister of Education, Youth Sports and Social Services, commended the partnership and highlighted the recent deployment of nursing cohorts from the TCI Community College to Jamaica for internships in collaboration with the University Hospital of Jamaica. Dr. Candice Williams, the President CEO of TCI Community College, expressed appreciation for the donation and recognized the college's dependence on partnerships to achieve its vision. Dr. Williams also reaffirmed the college's dedication to delivering high-quality education with access to cutting-edge resources and expressed the institution's aspirations to become the preferred choice for education and training in the Turks and Caicos Islands. The donation by PAHO and the Ministry of Health is a significant step towards strengthening nursing education and addressing the shortage of healthcare professionals in the TCI and, by extension, the Caribbean sub-region. The college is also considering offering a Bachelor of Nursing program and expanding the nursing course to its Providencialis campus. An engaging and transformative Twitter discussion took place last week, bringing together prominent leaders and passionate participants to address the pressing issues of repatriation and building a better future for the Turks and Caicos Islands. Moderated by the esteemed Leo Lightborn, the event featured a distinguished panel of speakers who shared their insights and perspectives on critical topics. Panelist Shavargo Jolly, a well-known radio talk show host, emphasized the importance of youth taking proactive measures to become entrepreneurs. He urged the younger generation to be action-oriented. When you recognize the fact that you're a developing nation and your goal someday is to be independent, you're in a state of nation building, you have a responsibility to return home. Now, obviously, the whole concept of a developing nation basically tells you that when you come back, the path won't be clear and the opportunities won't be as free as it would in other places. But that, that in my opinion, is a big part of the sacrifice. So coming home isn't really about coming home and enjoying the opportunity is more about coming home and i guess creating the opportunity and a lot of the sacrifices individuals like my generation especially yours the sacrifice you're going to have to make is actually creating that opportunity researcher steven ulis shed light on the significance of cultural development highlighting the need for a dedicated museum that focuses primarily on the unique heritage and identity of the turks and caicos islands um, I'm very passionate about um, the Turks and Caicos in general, especially, like I said earlier, preserving the culture. I think it's it's so important. Um, and me being in academia, I can see all of the, the gaps where Turks and Caicos is not represented, but it's not something that I'm able to do right now because there isn't really much um, support when it comes to, um, from what I can see, when it comes to um, cultural preservation. Um, there is work that's being done, but at the level that I am at, there isn't really much that's being done to preserve the culture. We know about the salt trade, we know about sisal, and we know about all of these things, but we don't really know enough. 
Youth leader Donnie Gardner Jr. expressed concerns about the lack of transportation options and limited job opportunities which are driving young people away. He stressed that it is up to the youth to create opportunities within the country. Uh, we often talk about how unsafe a jitney is and we're just not given another, another option to get to and from these different places unless you want to spend $10,000 or more on a 2013 uh, Suzuki Swift, you know? Um, so I think it's very interesting while other countries are completely doing away with cars and multiple cars in one household, we're still, we still don't even have the option of sustainable transportation. CARICOM Youth Ambassador Andy Mizick delivered a powerful message emphasizing the importance of youth returning home to contribute to the country. We are in a developing country and it's a blank, blank slate. And I feel like it's a beautiful thing because we have a chance to paint the canvas to our liking. And, but we have to be willing to be the developers, the innovators and the creators to do so, regardless of how, whether we like it or not. We are progressing, and we are progressing fast. The conversation lasted two hours, with each speaker allotted five minutes to share their views. Following the panel discussion, an open mic session provided an opportunity for all guests to express their experiences and thoughts, with each participant given two minutes to contribute. A bicycle from you, and they need a car from somewhere else, you refer them to a local car owner. You know, you refer them to a local restaurant. And I'm saying that we just have to learn that this is how you're going to actually build a small business ecosystem, right? The Twitter discussion attracted an active audience of 145 listeners and was hailed as a resounding success. The event has ignited a wave of enthusiasm and determination to address the challenges faced by the youth and drive positive transformation within the community. And a notice to the general public, the Ministry of Education, Youth, Sports and Library Services would like to invite the general public to a public consultation on July 10th at 5 p.m. to discuss the way forward and expansion plans for the Victoria Public Library. Again, the consultation will take place on the library grounds in Grand Turk on Monday, July 10th at 5 p.m. And tomorrow, Saturday, July 8th, the Q-Town Farmer's Market will be open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. And this week's special items are cassava and okra. Head on down early to support local and get your fresh goods. That was a look at local news. Regional is up next. Caribbean Airlines Limited has launched its newest route to St. Kitts, further enhancing connectivity in the Eastern Caribbean, subject to approval by the Trinidad and Tobago Civil Aviation Authority. From July 24th, the flights will operate a total of five times weekly on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, providing convenient travel options between Port of Spain, Trinidad, Barbados, Antigua, and St. Kitts. 
Network expansion is one of the core elements of the airline's Welcome Home campaign and aligns with the company's vision for seamless connectivity and increased accessibility throughout the Caribbean. To support this expansion, Caribbean Airlines recently acquired new ATR aircrafts. These aircrafts provide a comfortable and enjoyable flying experience and enable the airline to optimize its operations and deliver enhanced services to its passengers. The addition of St. Kitts to the Caribbean Airlines route network signifies the airline's commitment to providing comprehensive travel options for both business and leisure travelers. With the new route, passengers can enjoy efficient connections between key destinations, opening up exciting opportunities for exploration and trade within the Eastern Caribbean. And two United Kingdom nationals have been charged by the Trinidad and Tobago Police Force for the offense of trafficking a dangerous drug, namely codeine. The duo pled not guilty when they appeared before Magistrate Indra Ramu Haynes at the Tunapuna Magistrate's Court last week Thursday. Musafa Melvana, 20 years old, and Burke Shaheen, 32 years old, both of London, were remanded into custody and are scheduled to reappear on July 20th. According to police reports, officers on mobile patrol in Tunapuna on June 25th stopped a vehicle occupied by two men. They searched the vehicle and allegedly found 163 bottles of codeine linkedis. The men were taken to the station and detained. The following day, officers executed a search warrant at a bed and breakfast in St. James, which was being rented by the two men, and there they allegedly found 434 more bottles of codeine linkedis. Inquiries continued, leading to both men being charged for the offense. That was a look around the region. World News is up next. An 8-year-old girl was killed and 15 people were injured Thursday when an SUV crashed into a private elementary school on a narrow road in southwest London as the children were celebrating the end of the school year. The crash wasn't believed to be terrorism and the driver was taken into custody. The girl unfortunately died at the scene. The driver, a woman in her 40s, stopped at the scene and has since been arrested for causing death by dangerous driving and remains in police custody. Police were called to the study preparatory school, a private all-girls school at 9.54 a.m., along with paramedics from ground and air ambulances. The crash occurred about a mile away from the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club, which is hosting the world-famous Wimbledon Tennis Tournament. Police extended a large cordon around the school and television pictures from overhead showed the SUV, which appeared to be a Land Rover, up against the wall of the building. Now, Ocean Gate said it is suspending all exploration and commercial operations after five people were killed, including the company's CEO, during its expedition to the Titanic wreckage last month. Ocean Gate, which was founded in 2009, offered tourists the opportunity to travel on submersibles into the ocean's depths for a close-up look at shipwrecks and underwater canyons. On June 18th, its Titan submersible went missing while on a deep-sea voyage voyage to the Titanic. The remnants of the missing Ocean Gate submersible, including the tail cone, 
were found on the ocean floor about 1,600 feet from the bow of the wrecked Titanic on June 22nd by a remotely operated vehicle. The Marine Board of Investigation will be conducting further analysis and testing on the evidence recovered. Rescuers found debris of the imploded submersible, including presumed human remains. The U.S. Coast Guard is leading an investigation into the deadly incident, according to the National Transportation Safety Board, which said it will contribute to their efforts. OceanGate had conducted over 14 expeditions and more than 200 dives across the Pacific, Atlantic, and the Gulf of Mexico, according to the company's website. A seat on its submersible to see the Titanic wreckage was priced at $250,000 per passenger. That was a look at World News Sports is up next. Johan Blake, the 2011 World 100 Meters Champion, has inked a deal with German sportswear manufacturer Puma. The announcement was made by Puma on their Instagram account on Wednesday, July 5th. Blake, who will be competing this weekend to secure a spot on Jamaica's team for the World Athletics Championships in Budapest, Hungary, has been a longtime Adidas athlete throughout his illustrious career. During his partnership with Adidas as his shoe sponsor, Blake achieved remarkable feats. He claimed the 100-meter world title in Daegu, South Korea, becoming the youngest man ever to achieve this milestone. In the same year, he clocked an impressive time of 19.26 seconds in the 200 meters, making him the second fastest man in history over that distance, only behind his former training partner, Usain Bolt. Additionally, Blake recorded a lightning-fast time of 9.69 seconds in the 100 meters the following year, placing him as the second-fastest ever in that event, with Bolt's 9.58 seconds being the only faster time. In his quest for a spot on the Jamaican team, the 33-year-old Blake will face a formidable field of rising stars, including Oblique Seville, Akeem Blake, DeAndre Daly, and Bugwagi Nekrumi. These athletes are among the 25 contenders vying for a position on the national team. Over to local sports, Turks and Caicos national long jumper Ifani Otonye bows out of the Central America and Caribbean Games in El Salvador with a creditable fifth-place position. Otonye's fifth-place jump was at a distance of 7.21 meters, just shy of his season's best of 7.25, jumped in May of this year. The Central America and Caribbean Games was Atonye's curtain event, having announced earlier this year that he would hang up the spikes on his athletic career. Having represented the Turks and Caicos at a number of international meets, including the Commonwealth Games, the athlete said he couldn't be more proud of his hard work and dedication to representing the Turks and Caicos Islands on a global scale since 2010. 
It's time for a change, moving on to different opportunities. Ifani, congratulations to you on all of your achievements, and we thank you for representing your island home on the international stage. That was a look at sports. Your weather forecast is up next. no active cyclones at this time, there were three tropical storms that formed in the Atlantic Basin in June, marking an unseasonably active start to the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season. Those were Tropical Storms Arlene, Brett, and Cindy. The National Hurricane Center also recorded a rare subtropical storm which formed in mid-January. Over to local weather conditions, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are mostly the same. Sunshine with intervals of clouds, highs of 86 degrees, but it feels more like 98, lows of 82. Winds are coming from the east-southeast at 15 to 25 miles per hour. Humidity levels are at 78%, and a less than 10% chance of showers is expected. That wraps up our weekend weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, PAHO donates nursing equipment to Turks and Caicos Community College. Caribbean Airlines expanding its route network. Last day of school in the United Kingdom turns from celebration into tragedy. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Although I'm not 100%, it was a pleasure to be back on the airwaves. If you missed any of our newscasts for the week, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm. Or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Have a good weekend, Turks and Caicos. Stay safe. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again on Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.